Have you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. We hear it everywhere. Mindset is important. Exactly how important is it? It's been studied that the human brain has over 6,000 thoughts on any given day. And honestly, as a woman who constantly has thoughts flowing through her brain, that sounds incredibly low. I've heard other sources say we have up to 10,000 thoughts in a single day. Either way, chances are with that many thoughts flowing in and out of our billions of brain cells, we are bound to experience negative ones. But our incredibly powerful and complex brains also have the ability to change course when needed. I'm not saying that chemical imbalances don't exist because they do. Generally speaking, we have the extraordinary ability to fill our hearts and minds with positive thinking. Even the book of Proverbs has something to say about our thoughts and the things we tell ourselves. In Proverbs 4, it says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Today, we have the distinct privilege of hearing from Dr. Taylor Day, also known as Dr. Tay, a child psychologist and social seller. I know it may not seem like those two things go together, but they actually go together very well. And Dr. Tay shares how her experiences working with moms of autistic children has given her a passion to help them succeed in life and in business. She gives practical tips on how to change your mindset and in turn, change your life. I know you'll come away from this episode with tools to help you when those negative thoughts creep in. This is an episode you'll definitely want to come back to over and over again when you need it. Dr. Tay, thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different. I'm so excited to have you and just dive into all the expertise you have to share today. But first, I would love to hear a little bit about you. Yeah. First off, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, And so my name is Dr. Tay. My full name is Taylor Day, but I go by Dr. Tay, you know, on all things social media and, you know, my businesses and all of that. Um, I am actually a child psychologist. I specialize in the early diagnosis and intervention of autism. um, And that's just something I am so passionate about. Um, I also, um, I, I'm 32. I'm single. I live in Pennsylvania. Um, and then I have my little dog, Char or Charlotte is her real name. And it's just kind of the two of us. But one of the things is I just love being able to help moms, which probably if you're listening, you might think it's kind of ironic that I'm not a mom myself. Um, but I think my background in psychology really aligns with that. And yeah, I mean, Basically, that's the gist. And then I also have some, you know, side hustles, although 
I don't even know why I'm calling them side hustles. They are businesses that I am running. I think so often as women, we do that where we just like kind of downplay it. Um, but I am with a social selling company, Saint. So that is a makeup company. I absolutely love just teaching people how to do their makeup in the most ridiculously easy way. I think we don't need to overcomplicate it. And I also have launched a mindset coaching business where I help moms particularly moms in business or working moms who are trying to do it all, learn how to find more joy and presence in their life and figure out how do they navigate it without, you know, feeling like they should be doing everything. That's a great area to be helping moms in because we need that for sure. Yeah. And I think it's really helpful to have your perspective, even though, you know, you may not have children right now, just to have that perspective of somebody who can see all sides, especially with the knowledge that you have and you can, you have just a really unique perspective. And I think that's so helpful and you are a listening ear for parents and you are able to give helpful tools and tricks and tips that they might not have thought of themselves. And so I think that's so valuable and we need more people like you for sure. Thank you. Yeah. I love what I do for sure. Good. And that's what it takes. It takes being passionate about that area and it got you to where you are today for sure. So we are going to dive into some more psychology things, but first, how did you get into social selling? Like you said, it's, it's not just a little side business. It is something that you are passionate about and you are helping women simplify different areas of their life, even makeup as silly as that sounds. That's important. We were just talking before we hopped on our call that for our recording that we love to throw on a little bit of makeup for ourselves. It is something that brings us joy. And what made you start with this company Saint? Yeah, exactly. Like you were saying, I think the thing is that putting on makeup, it's crazy. What sort of cascading effect that can have. What we know actually from science is that thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are highly, highly interconnected. And so when you take the time for yourself in the morning to get ready, it's crazy how that can then shift your thoughts and feelings throughout the day. So what might seem like something maybe superficial or aesthetic based actually can create so much momentum and energy and, you know, a mindset that really is going to serve you throughout the day. And I think ultimately, that's why I started with Saint. Um, the really ironic part about this is I am not a makeup person. I never have considered myself a makeup person. Um, I still don't really like if you give me some other products, like for example, like powder-based products, I'm going to be like, I don't know how to contour with this, you know, Saint's amazing in that it really simplifies and it's makeup for the everyday woman. And I just love being able to educate women that they can carve out those couple of minutes for themselves, three to five minutes, you know, just to not only is it time for yourself, but again, you can feel and look good. Um, but yeah, I, I did not expect to get into this company. That is for sure. Um, I actually was with another network marketing company prior to this, and I'm going to talk, a, you know, a little bit, I'm sure it will come up today. And you had given me some questions to think about, but one of the things that I did was make a shift into Saint from another network marketing company because of alignment. I didn't fully feel aligned with the company missions and values. And it was a great company. It really was. But I also didn't feel passionate about selling what they had. And I think that's really, really important. And I just want people 
also out there in social selling network marketing to hear that it is okay to make that pivot if it's not feeling aligned. This should bring a business like this should be bring more joy to your life than it should bring kind of struggle and feeling like you're, you're, you're not passionate about it and all of that. Amen. I love that. Yes. How do you fit this into your life? You know, you have a busy career, you have a coaching business. What do you, how do you fit Saint into your busy lifestyle? Yeah. I mean, that is the ultimate question. Um, and I think one of the things is there has to be intentionality behind it. You have to carve out and realize that it's of high value to you. And this is why knowing that you're in alignment with what you're doing becomes so important. When we are passionate about something, when we have clarity, that's the other piece. You can have passion and not have clarity on what you're trying to create. But when those two pieces of passion and clarity come together, you figure out a way to make time. Um, and you figure out a way to fit this into your busy life. Um, and I do, I work with a lot of moms too on my team and it time management comes up so, so much. And, you know, it's easy for me in some ways, because I don't have children and at home. And obviously there are demands, lovely demands that you absolutely love and are invested in, but they are demands and they take up time. And sometimes that means as well, not being able to plan as much. Sometimes you need more flexibility. And I think at the end of the day, you know, it's where does this fall on the hierarchy of importance to you? And so that's something I coach my team and mentor my team on a lot. And they get to set that for themselves. Um, if you are a leader in a network marketing company, I really encourage you to ask your team what they want, what they want to create versus prescribing maybe what your company sets out. And I think that is one of the secrets for success of creating time is actually wanting to create time. All right, Dr. Tay, you are passionate about this very special demographic of women, specifically moms and working moms. Why are you so passionate for, for these people? Yeah, I think it really has come down to a, a mix of my experiences. So I think this passion started honestly in my psychology work. So I do early diagnosis and early intervention for children on the autism spectrum. And my specialty is little, little kids, like toddlers and preschoolers. And so any of that work, you're constantly interacting with the parents um, and whatever kind of family unit comes into play. I often find and often interact the most with moms through my work. And I think one of the things is, Learning in the diagnostic feedback process through my graduate training is learning how to hold space for the parents that you're sharing. Often difficult news. It's like these parents are coming to you because they want answers. And it's still really challenging when a psychologist, and even when I was in training, looks to, at you and says, yeah, your gut instincts were right, you know, to get that official diagnosis. And so I think early on, it just really was about how do I hold space for these parents and hold space for them in this process. And then through my early intervention work, it's a more parent coaching model where I'm teaching parents how to, you know, engage their child, promote social communication, 
through play, through everyday activities. It's really naturalistic is the type of intervention that I'm often doing. And again, there is a family unit attached to that child. A child does not come in isolation. And I actually had family therapy training as well. And you start to learn how everything interacts. And it's not just about the child or just about the parent because one's behaviors influence the other. And I think, again, as I started more diving into this work, more understanding this lens that everything relates to one another, I started to realize how often moms were missed. Um, It's, and understandably, these moms were advocating for their child to get all the services they need. And then I would take a step back and I'd be like, wow, where are they getting support? And so often asking these moms, like, where are you getting support? They're like, I don't have time for it right now. Or, you know, that's not my priority. And yet we know that if they're struggling, which would be so understandable that that then has an impact on, you know, that family dynamic, that family relationship. And so that's really where my passion started. And then I think getting into social selling, working with so many moms too, even though it wasn't the same like population where it was like focused on autism, I still was seeing these common patterns pop up. Uh, And I think our society really shapes that and really, I hate to say this word, but almost promotes that moms put themselves last. Like there's not a lot of support. And while we absolutely need system-wide changes, at least in the meantime, being able to provide moms a space for themselves when they're juggling everything, their children, their job or their career or their business, as well as, you know, being a partner to someone, you know, and all these other like household activities, things like that. So providing a space is something that I realized at least that I could provide in the here and now. That is so needed. I love that. And it is crazy because our society, American society, I feel like we are the ones in the world who do have this mentality. If you, you know, if you looked at different societies, maybe over, um, in different Asian countries, I know they have such family oriented society and other ones too, but that's just the one that comes to mind. Cause I have friends that live in Japan, but their, their society is so family unit oriented as an extended family, not just the single household and that's it. And you guys stick together and you have to do the mom does everything. And <laughs> then the kids, you know, you're responsible for every outcome that happens, but that when you have that village of support, that means that can mean the world of difference for that mm-hmm. family or that child or that mom. So that's such a, such a needed service that you provide to, to moms. I love that so much. I'm sure that we have some superhero moms listening in today who have special needs kiddos at home and who also have social selling businesses that they are trying to run on top of taking care of all of the necessary things with that, you know, with having children that need extra care and attention and also running household with, you know, all those responsibilities on top of everything and trying to take care of themselves and trying to, you know, function as a normal human being. (laughs) Dr. Tay, what advice do you have for these special moms? How can they successfully run a business and take care of their families well at the same time? Yeah. I mean, I think first to address is that what I find is 
that all moms probably are balancing similar things. When you have a child though, with special needs, you are adding in additional layers, additional responsibilities. Um, I often find, you know, there's lots of therapy appointments. Um, one of the things I talk about with autism, for example, if you're not familiar with their world, you might be like, well, why are they taking their child to two different speech therapists? right? And the reality is in order to get the best quality services, sometimes you got to have these multiple appointments or going to multiple providers. Um, so I think that the tips that I'm going to share are relevant to any mom. And I hold a special place in my heart for these moms that, you know, really are trying to promote their child's growth and development and have to do that in a way that there are more responsibilities and it, it's adding to the plate, but I'm sure so many moms can relate to a lot of what I'm going to say. So the first one I think is to be realistic with bandwidth. I think so often we want to do more, but I think actually stepping back and evaluating how much time do you really have? And it doesn't just come down to time. I think this is kind of a misconception. It's like, but I really do have X hours in the day, but you're also maybe not accounting for the fact you're going to be exhausted during those hours. So how much bandwidth do you have, not only in terms of time, but in terms of energy? And doing a realistic inventory on the front end is going to help set you up for success because then you don't feel like you're always trying to race to catch up. You're being proactive and saying, this is my bandwidth that I have for today. I'm going to knock this out. I think the other thing that really comes up with bandwidth um, is the shoulds. Um, feeling like, oh, I should be doing this or other forms of this is I have to do this or I'm supposed to do this. Watching language around that one can be extremely, extremely helpful. Um, and starting to actually ask yourself, what do you want? Not what you should be doing. You know, for example, in network marketing, maybe you just love sharing the products, but you're hearing from your mentorship team, like, oh, you should be recruiting, but you're not in alignment with that. Like trying to give your, your precious time and energy to that is only going to burn you out. It's only going to make this process and this business feel dreadful for you. And so really dialing back on the shoulds becomes super important, which means you have to say no. And saying no, I want to empower you to say no, especially to your mentorship team, to your upline team. You know, sometimes it's like, but they said I should. And it's like, take a step back, ask, ask yourself, do I want this? And if you're in a leadership position, I'd encourage you as well to ask the people you're working with, what do you really want? So you guys can get on the same page. And then the last thing I will say, which I am. I have a personal opinion about, um, and I don't know if everyone will agree with me, but mindset, mindset work is so incredibly important. And my personal opinion, people may not agree with is I feel in the network marketing world, there are so many, what I call transactional resources, the how to's, how, how you make a reel or, you know, how you show up on social media or how you send an email or how you do X, Y, and Z in your company. Those are all transactional based. There's a wealth of resources. I think a lot of times, even within network marketing companies, there's a lot of resources, but there's also an 
I love these coaches for the record, but there's also a lot of coaches that, you know, train on this, or you can get free information on social media. There is a wealth of transactional knowledge. I think the gap in our network marketing businesses is the transformational piece. I hear so often it's like, Work on your mindset. And I bet when I said that, some of you listening right now go, okay, I should be listening to my podcast. I should be, again, there's the should, right? I should be listening to my podcast. I should be listening to my audio books. And those are wonderful, wonderful resources, but they are only one tool in the toolkit of transformational work. And I think the more that you can work on your mindset and your thought pattern and the stories that you are creating, the better. And I'm going to really encourage you to lean into this transformational side, maybe more than is often promoted in the network marketing world, because what we know is those are what are going to drive your success. You need the transactional pieces. Don't, don't take this as I'm saying, don't focus on the transactional. You need the transactional to make you money. And at the same time, you can do the transactional all day long. If you don't have the right perspective, the right stories, the right thoughts behind doing these actions, it's going to be really hard to create success. It's going back to something that, you know, all of us know is we should know our why. And you, when you establish that in your mind and you know why you're doing something, you are going to have, you know, more drive, more passion for it. And that's kind of the same thing. You know, you have, when you have that, the transformational mindset that is going to say, okay, so that is why I, I need to be learning how to, to do reels because I want to change, you know, a mom's life or whatever. And so I think that that's very powerful and really, really good tips. All those tips were great. I, I love them all. And I'm guilty of all those things, the bandwidth, that's something I'm learning. I'm learning how to say no a little bit more because I just know that I don't have the bandwidth for X, Y, Z. And so instead of, like you said, instead of at the end of that process being like, oh crap, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have agreed to this. Why, what am I doing? <laughs> and then staying up late or rushing to finish it. I can just say, nope, actually I'm not able to do that this week or this month or whatever. And so I think that is a very powerful tip to take away for sure. All of them are, but that one was a great one for me. So you mentioned burnout in one of your, in one of your points. And I know that that is something that we as social seller, sellers, network marketers, all of us face or we've all at least heard that word, you know, oh, you don't want to burn out. You don't want to burn out. And we don't, but what are some symptoms that you see some symptoms of burnout that you see, you know, sometimes we can think, well, am I, am I burnt out or am I just tired? Did I get enough sleep last night? Did I drink enough water last week? You know, <laughs> there's so many factors that can contribute to it, but what do you see as the most common symptoms of burnout, especially when it comes to people in the social selling industry? Yeah, such a great question. And I think one of the things I want to say is you can't be in hustle mode all the time. I believe, I do believe it is okay to have hustle mode just for the record. I mean, we have hustle mode in our daily life. For example, if you move like houses, right? That's a hustle mode because you literally have to get everything packed up, moved into the new house, unpack everything. You know, there's a million things you're juggling. If you're buying and selling or renting, you know, you're juggling all of that. And so that's a season of hustle mode. And I think we have to think of our businesses in that same way. 
is it is okay every once in a while. Like if you're going, for example, like I know rewards trips exist in a lot of network marketing companies, or if you're going for a promotion and you're really close, like it is okay to hustle towards that. And you have to be willing to have times where you are not hustling. And I think this is one of the biggest things that I see in network marketing is not knowing how to shut off that hustle mode and saying to yourself, like, I don't always need to be going for more. This concept of more is so, I think, important in network marketing because you can always, always, always do more in your business. You can always make more money. That's what's so amazing about social selling is your income is, you know, the sky's the limit and you can always want more. And it's about figuring out, does that more fit into your life? And I think this mindset of always wanting more, always going for the next thing that leads to burnout, um, because nothing ever feels good enough. Um, And I think I see this one way I see this is people forgetting to celebrate their wins. So it's like, okay, I'm going for this goal. You get to the goal. It's like, you might be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Yay. What's next? It's like, no pause, literally say, oh my gosh, I just did that. I set my mind out to do this and I am able to do this. And I was, you know, I achieved this, like really dig in and celebrating those wins. And I think that's something that I often see is missed um, in network marketing and leads to a lot of burnout is this idea of, you know, what's next? How much more can I go after? And it's just like, go, go, go. So you end up overextending yourself. Um, you end up, you know, spreading yourself. I guess those are the same things, spreading yourself too thin. Um, I guess by overextending, I meant like overscheduling, overcommitting, you know, but then the mental side of spreading yourself too thin. Um, and you, there is another l- warning sign of this is always needing to be doing something. Um, not being able to take intentional rest. And I would even argue in your hustle mode, there still has to be little bits of intentional rest. Um, And I am speaking this from experience right now. You know, I, as I, you know, am growing my mindset coaching business, in addition to saying I have a full-time job that I'm transitioning out of, all of these things, I am in a season of hustle. And I say to myself on the weekends, I have to hit the pause button. And I think that is so, so important is if you struggle to hit that pause button, you're probably in that cycle of burnout where you're, you're feeling obligated, you do it, you don't feel fulfilled. And that is what leads to burnout. Yes, absolutely. And I talked about it in a recent episode, how rest and breaks and even naps can be productive. Like those can still be productive, even though you're not physically maybe doing anything at the moment, they can be so productive to refresh and reset your mind because our brains need to break, you know, and it's, it is easy to get into that, into that hustle mode. I am always, I've heard of, there are some companies out there that their trip incentive earning periods never stop. I could never, I just don't think I could handle that because once you earn one, like you said, you don't stop to celebrate it. You're, you're shooting for the next trip and then it just, you never get a break. And so you know, I, I love that they have all those opportunities, but I can also see how it would lead to burnout or lead to frustration or, you know, people quitting. Cause it's just too much. They can't handle it. And, uh, so it's, that's a very important aspect is, is a rest and taking that intentional rest. Yeah. And I think one of the things with companies like that 
it is okay to say, Hey, I'm not going for this one. Yeah. And I think sometimes the culture of it makes it difficult to pump the brakes. And I'd encourage you at least pumping the brakes brief enough to ask yourself, do you actually want to go for that next trip or are you doing it by default? Mm-hmm. I think that can be a helpful mindset to have. Mm-hmm. Are you going for the trip because that's just what you do? Or are you going for it because you are desiring to see your business grow and you're, you know, you want to incorporate some more personal development into your life? What, you know, what is the, what is the why? What is the motivation behind it? And you know, th- those things aren't wrong. Just if you want, Hey, I want to go to Jamaica or whatever. That's not wrong. It's just, you have to really understand why you're, why you're shooting for a big goal such as that in order to avoid that burnout stage. Yeah. One comment on the why that I like to think of, I, um, I won't go into all of it, but I have my reasons. I often don't call it a why I like to think of it as a driving force. Mm -hmm. Um, what is actually going to drive you? And one of the reasons I don't call it a why is because I think you need to continually be asking yourself why. So if you're like, I want that trip, say to yourself, why, why do you want that trip? And then maybe it's like, you know, I, I want to go to Jamaica. Like you said, okay, why do you want to go to Jamaica? Well, I never get to take a trip um, because of X, Y, and Z reasons. Okay, why do you want to take this trip? And it's like, you finally get deep, you know, and there's a deeper reason behind every why. And that's why I like to talk about it being a driving, driving force. It's like peeling back the layers of the onion until you get to the core. That core thing, if you can tap into that, that is what is going to help you keep hitting the gas pedal, even in the times that maybe it feels difficult. Wow. That's so good. All right, Dr. Tay, this has been excellent so far. And I really enjoy following you on social media, particularly on Instagram. And I love how you give little mindset hacks and mindset tips in stories. And it, it has been very helpful for me to follow along and learn new things about how my brain works. But, uh, there is something that you said not too long ago that has really stuck with me. And I've actually shared it with friends (laughs) since you said it. And it is regarding this, this technique that you, that you teach women to do and that you do of almost physically or slash mentally chopping a negative thought when you have it. So can you explain what that means and why that's important for us? You know, something that listeners can do today is they can chop their negative thoughts in half literally. So will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So it is actually, and it's hard to, um, portray on a podcast, but it is, there's physical action to it. So it's basically like chopping up your thoughts. So when you have a negative thought, one of the things that we often know about our negative thoughts, it's not like they just pop up and naturally go away. They tend to just like stick there and you tend to like keep thinking about them. And so I'll just give this little tidbit. If you're thinking more into the future, we call that, you know, catastrophizing. So it's like all the what ifs, like what, what if this happens? What if this happens? Or, you know, those worry thoughts and you're trying to play everything out and your brain is going right. It's like one thought pops up, the next one pops up and it just keeps looping over and over. And then maybe you circle back around and it's like, why can't I get this out of my head? Right. Or vice versa, if you're thinking about the past, we often call that rumination. Maybe you're replaying something that happened, like maybe an interaction with your team, that type of thing. And you're like, 
I don't like that. And you find yourself almost like obsessing about it. And so this is a strategy that's called a pattern disruptor. So your brain is on this one track, right? And what you do is literally like you physically, like as if it's an ax, like you're bringing your hand up and down and chopping it. And very forcefully, if you can say it out loud, um, if it's hard to, if people are around, you can also say it mentally, but it's more effective um, to say it out loud is like not going there right now or not right now. And it it disrupts the thought pattern of that cycle. And literally it catches you in, in your tracks. You're kind of like, oh, wow. It's like jarring, even though it's like, you're thinking both things you're saying and doing both things, but it's jarring to the brain. Now it doesn't always work the first time. So don't think of this as some magic pill. I think this is true of any transformational work is I know so many people want to be like, okay, like, Tell me exactly what to do to change all my thoughts. Unfortunately, that's just not how it works. And I think this is also why we see so much education and tactical things on the transactional side. And those seem to stick around and those are seem to those seem to be what spread is because they're more tangible than the transformational things. But I like this, this chopping because it literally is something you can physically do that's going to help you become more aware of your thoughts and shift your thought pattern. Because again, we know thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are highly interconnected. So when you're thinking these worry thoughts, these negative things, your action is actually more likely to create that or make that happen. Um, For example, and then it, it leads to negative feelings as well. For example, really quick. If you are, you know, having to show up live and you're like, you're doing a live and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm thinking about everything that could go wrong. What if this happens? What if my kid runs in? What if, um, you know, the, the video or audio glitches, what if someone asks a question? I don't know how to answer. What if, you know, like I'm showing this and I drop it. Or what if, you know, there's a million what ifs and I can cite these because I hear these from my team all the time, especially like newer, we call them artists in Saint, newer artists, you know, it's scary to go live and that is okay to feel the fear. It's about how are you going to tackle the fear? And if you're having all of these negative thoughts, the likelihood, number one, that you're actually going to hit the live button is significantly reduced. You're less likely if you're thinking about everything that's going to go wrong. And even if you do, you're going to be so in your head, you're going to show up and worry about every little thing you say and do. And, you know, you're going to, then something does go wrong and your brain is going to hyper-focus on that. And so this ability to actually, one, a become more aware of your thoughts and realize, wait, these thoughts aren't serving me right now. Um, And number two, then to physically disrupt the thoughts and say, not going there right now. And then tell yourself, what what are you going to say? What are you going to choose? And maybe you shift to thinking about, you know, what it could be like in a positive way, or maybe you focus on, you know, empowering yourself, pepping yourself up or I love really quick language that's like I am in the process of learning instead of going from this negative thought of like I'm bad at this to I'm good at this that's too big of a leap but if you say I'm learning how to become better at x y and z you know 
when we chop our thoughts and then we can move into that, it's going to be easier than to cling on to those new stories and those new thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's great too, because we all know that you can't cut something out of your life or your habits or your routine without replacing with something else. So I think that's a really good point that you said to, you know, not just say, I'm not bad at this. I'm super great at this, but you might not be super great at it. So it's not true. And you know, it's not true. So then if you say, you know, I'm learning this, I'm getting better at this. That's really powerful. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times on social media, I love social media. I think it's awesome. Um, And I think sometimes things can be oversimplified. And so I'll hear a lot of like, you know, going from negative thinking to what we call positive thinking and positive thinking doesn't always work. A lot Mm -hmm. of times it doesn't because again, talking about alignment, we don't align with it. We don't believe in it. What does work is becoming more realistic in your thoughts, asking yourself, you know, okay, I have these sabotaging thoughts. What's going to actually serve me? And serving thoughts don't have to be this pretty flowery story. They literally can be about you taking action. They literally can be, you know, those small little changes and those realistic thoughts are just going to help make it more likely that you create what you're trying to create. Mm, Yeah. I love that. That's so great. Wow. This has been excellent. And it's, it's a really good perspective. I talked about at the beginning, you have such a great perspective on, you know, how moms are and how we struggle. And, uh, it it is so great to have an advocate that sees us and hears us and knows what we're going through and can understand and can give us very practical tools and tricks to help us be better and happier and, and more confident in what we have to offer the world and even our, just our families. So Dr. Tay, if, Listeners would like to get in touch with you or just learn more about what you have to offer as far as your mindset coaching services and your, and Saint, if they want to check out simple makeup for busy moms, how can they get in touch with you and what are you offering at this time? Yeah. So I'm really active on social media, particularly Instagram and TikTok. My handle there is the period doctor, D-R period Tay, T-A-Y. You always can come connect with me there. You're welcome to send me DMs. I love sharing about easy makeup. Um, I also do lots of mindset tips. So I will give you a lot of like I I do a lot of this type of work with my team itself. Like I, because again, I think the transformational piece of our business is so missed and so needed. Um, And it's what I do with clients when I'm working with them one-on-one through coaching. And I have no problem sharing all these, you know, little tips like the chopping or I mean like brain dumping, like get all those thoughts out of your head, put them down. Like that's another favorite one or, Also, okay, two other ones I just want to say, because I think as moms, you need to hear this. Number one is with shoulds. We talked about that earlier. I just want to give you alternate language of I want to, I get to, I choose to. And that's where you'll know if you're in alignment is if you really feel like you don't want to do it, saying I want to, I get to, I choose to can be so helpful to find alignment, but it's also such a powerful shift. Um, And then the other piece I want to remind you, you have a break for a reason, just like a car, you have the gas and the brake, and you need to remember that the brake is there. You need to be okay to use the brake. 
And sometimes just reminding yourself that the break is in the car is actually enough. Even if you have to keep going saying, if I need to, I can pull over. So anyway, I know I got off tangent there, but those are the type of things that I share on social media and just empowering you as moms, as busy moms trying to balance it all. Um, Little tidbits here and there. I also love sharing about like early child development in particular, like um, early indicators of autism. I do a lot of that on TikTok. Um, So Come connect with me on social media. And then if you're really interested in learning more about this transformational side of your business and how to lean into that and how to really take your mindset up to the next level, I think podcasts are amazing. Um, I actually have one with another woman. Um, her name's Jordan Trocchio. Um, she is also in social selling as well. Um, so come give us a listen in addition to this podcast, which is such an amazing resource. I absolutely love podcasts, audibles or books, believe them, them. And if you want to dive deeper, um, one of the best ways to do that is to start by taking the free habits of thinking assessment. It's in my link on both Instagram and TikTok, completely free. It will tell you how your brain is thinking. So it's different than a lot of existing tests out there um, or like assessments. Like for example, the Enneagram is going to, you know, tell you more about your personality, your characteristics. This assessment is actually going to tell you about your underlying thought habits. How does your brain default and think? And so you can go take that for free. um, And then you are also welcome to schedule like a free debrief call with me where we'll dive into your results and look at how it applies to your life. If you're interested too, that's a great opportunity to learn more about my one-on-one coaching program, which is more intensive. And then in the future, I do also hope to in probably the coming months, I'm still working out the details to launch a group coaching program as well. So feel free, DM me, go take that assessment, tune in to my social media and my podcast, which I don't think I actually said the name. It's Lead Her Every Day. And I'll have all the links to all these things in the show notes for sure. Definitely check out Dr. Tay's podcast with her friend, Jordan. It's great. I love listening to it. It's just a fun conversation between two ladies and it's a newer podcast, but it's full of so much value. And I've been enjoying listening along and definitely check out what she has to offer. And thank you, Dr. Tay. I I know we just came off of mental health awareness month, but I mean, we need to be aware of this year round, you know, and I'm sure in a perfect world, if you had it your way, I'm sure your office or your virtual office or however you work, I'm sure it would be empty and you would have no patience because, you know, that's, that would be the perfect world, right? Is to have nobody that you have to talk to because nobody's having mental health issues. But in the meantime, we have, we have these things that we have to work through and deal with. So I appreciate having people like you who can share so much wisdom and knowledge with us and help us be better humans. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and just giving, you know, allowing us to, to talk about things like mental health and this mindset aspect of your business, because I'll just end with this. I think it's so important that we think about mindset and this transformational work for our businesses. And that's what I focused on, but it is going to impact your life too. And they are so highly related. And I truly believe that social selling, network marketing, whatever you want to call it, is just an avenue for your own personal growth. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast, and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.